Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. If it ain't green, take it back. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking? Uh, I am very Snyderweiss right now because uh, I am drinking Aventinius. It is damn tasty. 8.2%. You have <laughs> the same cadence every time you have, a, I, when you have like a beer in your hand. You're like, what do you mean? I am very nice, and I have lesser bass, and it's <laughs> very tasty. I, I, that, that was my German accent. You, you got that, right? That was it? Yeah, it, it was obviously a German what accent. What is it? What do you got? What do you got there? It is um, a Huit Doppelbach L. Mm. 8.2%. It's from Tap 6. It's, uh, it's a dark? Uh, it's pretty dark, actually. Yeah, yeah see yeah. that? Huh. Doppel bo- box are usually pretty dark. It's uh, yeah, really tasty. It's um, it's a product of Germany. All right, excellent. Uh, I am drinking my last homebrew of the uh, first attempt of the Listen Money Matters IPA. <laughs> ah, well, remind us what what are what the ingredients? Uh, so I'm gonna open it first if you don't mind, because I'm gonna. Uh, oh, it's it's carbonated. Yeah, yeah, worked. Uh, it is basically a uh, two-row malt that's pretty light malt bill, and Cascade hops, and uh, yeah, that is that is it's a shitty color. It's just a bad color. Nah, it's not that bad. It's, it's pretty uh... bad. Yeah, it's like all cloudy and shit. And it looks good on the camera because uh, I'm in a darker room. But... You photoshopped it. Yeah, they photoshopped <laughs> it. And it'll do. It'll do, pig. So, so three stars out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, I'll say three stars out of ten. Matt Givenisi, the master three star brewer. The master three star brewer out of ten. <laughs> uh yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. My all right. Today's catchphrase: If it, if uh, today's catchphrase is if it ain't green, take it back. And that was sent in by at the Duke Daniel Daniel Marl. Thank you, Daniel. Mm. Always appreciate your catchphrases. Uh, you can send those in to our Twitter account. It's at Money Matters Man. And if you want, uh, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash listen money matters. I'm already screwing up and I haven't even I had one sip of beer. You're like drunk. I can see your I'm eyes so, are just crossed. Yeah, my eyes are glazed over, very hammered. He's a he's a lightweight. I'm a, such a lightweight. One sip. I'm a one sip pip. They're gonna say like one sip pony. Ah, that's better. I like it. One sip pony. That's good. Good work, Andrew. I, I want a pony. No, you don't. Today, we are going to talk about what the fuck is an investor? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, I want to talk about something. Mm. I want to start it off with a, little, with, a, with, a, with a little tale. Go on. I was driving the other day, and I saw a bus, and the bus had an advertisement on it, and the advertisement had three women in pantsuits, all standing with their arms crossed. Obviously pantsuits. Okay. And Just saying. Why would it obviously be pantsuits? Because that's, like, that's the style. I know these things. There were three women in pantsuits, all with their arms crossed, and it said, the tagline was, I am an investor. And it was by mm. Investor Bank. And mm. I thought that was interesting because... Clearly, they're trying to appeal to professional women. Pantsuit. In a, in a pantsuit, yeah. 
and they wanted to, you know, say how co- I feel like they were like implying that it's cool to be an investor. Like it's like you are like it's it's identifying yourself as an investor, which I've n- I, I I you know the word nerd came full circle, right? Back if if like when we were kids, like a nerd was like a loser, like ah nerd, like go go like give him like a what what swirly yeah. But now like nerds have come into age and they're they're like inheriting the earth. I think it's investor now that people are becoming educated. So like like you're saying the the idea of a nerd, people like to hold that title. They're like I'm 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 I I'm a proud to I'm a proud nerd. So so now yes, I would say like you know ten or I don't know what was it? Damn, we're old. Like twenty years ago, no. Well, I, you I look think at, you look at somebody like Chris Hardwick who runs the Nerdist podcast. Like people give him shit because he's not nerdy enough. Like he doesn't like a lot of nerds say he doesn't represent nerd culture. Right, because he's not mm. like he's not overly nerdy. Dresses like not a nerd. He doesn't have well, glasses. There's there's like a huge like distinction between nerd and geek, and it's pretty. It's like a contentious. Yeah, and the idea of like fr- even like frugal, even being frugal is almost like a you know a proud uh, title for some. For people. the for the record, I think you're a geek and I'm a nerd. I think I think uh, if, to fit the stereotypes, but yeah, I would go that far. Yeah. I don't know what really geek means. Geek geeks are are more. nerds are more socially awkward, more in the depths of like Dungeons and Dragons, and you know you're you're making fun of me because my Heroes of New Earth game that I play. Ooh, <laughs> where where my geeks, Heroes of New Earth. Geeks wear like ironic T-shirts and are like you know hipster more, doofus. Yeah, you know. There, anyways, whatever. That could that could be an episode onto itself. So, all right, what? So, do you ever walk around and tell your friends like, "I'm an investor," and do you feel cool saying that? You know, uh, I I've never like boasted it to my friends, but it, it's like it's a significant. To, to be perfectly honest, it's it's a significant. I'm sorry, I, I learned from someone today, Adam Carroll. To to be candid, um, in, instead of honest. Yeah. To be candid, uh, it's it's a big part of my internal um, like monologue. Where, when when I'm thinking about a situation, uh, I I remind myself or or like uh, pat myself on the back in my head that it's either I'm I should take an investor approach to it or that like good job Andrew. You 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 took an investor approach. What is an investor to you? I would say, like, to be ultra brief, an investor is someone looking for long term benefit. Long term benefit of what? So, uh, I mean, we in in the terms of money, you know, mm-hmm. obviously financial gain. You know, uh. Look, in the terms of, of us and this relationship, like uh, an investor mindset would be, you know, the first month we met would not be like, let me try and profit 20 Gs off of Matt to, to play the long game, mm-hmm. you know, to try and build something that in X years will be amazing, but today will not give me anything. And I think that 
you know, it's one thing to talk about the market, but also just, I think most things, like relationships, I would say almost anything, to, to have that mindset of like future focused, I think is, is very meaningful. My brother walked into my room last night with a trash bag full of toys that were in boxes, right? Unopened. Unopened. He just bought mm. them. They were $5 a piece. And one was Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. There was a couple from Walking Dead. And there are these little pop figures. Actually, oh, where, where did he Actually, get I, ha- them? I have one right here. I'm, I want to pull it out. So see that? Yeah. Oh, Tobias, dude. Right. So it's called Pop Television. And I have Tobias Funke from Arrested Development in a box on my – my brother bought me um, Tobias and Job, my favorite characters of the show. And he bought a bunch of them, and he goes, I go, why do you have a trash bag full of toys? He's like, I think they're going to be worth something one day. <laughs> would you consider that an investor mindset? And would you consider him an investor in that in that particular scenario? You know, um, I, I had an interesting conversation with a, a listener who actually I happen to know in high school. Uh and he's really into music. Like, not just like I like listening to music, but he plays instruments. He's extremely talented and has been doing it for, I mean, if he was doing it for a while in high school. So now it's like, I don't know, 15 years or like yeah. some insane amount. He's doing it. And he, he was talking about specific guitars that he would buy to hold or amps that he would buy to hold. And, and I, my, my response to him was like, dude, if you are a pro in this, and you know that, like, I don't know, the Gibson blah, blah, blah will be worth how much more in the future. Then, like, yeah, then that's a great investment. However, to just be someone to buy a thing. Just to sell it later. Yeah, like, it's like it's like buying, you know, the basketball card or the baseball card of some whatever. Because this will be worth more in the future. Little did they know that baseball cards and basketball cards are not worth anything now because who the fuck buys baseball? You know, so it winds up. I, I think it's it's just a crazy thing unless you were so deep in it that you know. Yeah, I think it's different because investing in something like toys or guitars or baseball cards, to me, I, the value is more in just having that thing. Like I'm never gonna sell Tobias. I'm never gonna sell my gu- <laughs> like I, if I like I'm like I can relate to the guitar thing like I really want like a nice uh, Gibson Les Paul like a really high end Les Paul and I that's also, the thing if you if someone who bought it ten years ago would it be worth more now or are they still making I don't care it? like I, that's the other thing like I would I actually really want also a American Telecaster I know exactly the tele- Fender Telecaster that I want and uh, I would pay eh, maybe like a couple thousand dollars for it I'm not doing it right now. But I'm not paying a couple thousand dollars for it now so that, you know, I don't know, 10 years from now or 20 years from now, I can sell it and make that money. That's not the reason I own that thing. I don't have an investor mindset, right? And we had a similar discussion about this last night in yeah, in, I, I in don't. approaches of, of things. Yeah, I just don't have it. I ne- and that's why, you know, like I just started with Betterment in March. Mm. I haven't been doing it very long. I just never had that that I never really thought about the future. You you know like when we first started this podcast, I was like, well, what if I get hit by a bus tomorrow? 
then all that, who gives a shit, right? Yeah, and then I was like, well, when you spend all your money and you actually survive till tomorrow, you better damn hope you get hit by a bus. Yeah, right. Otherwise, you're fucked. Right. So, and another thing is, is like, I, uh, I just don't really look at things like that. For instance, my, my brother bought this house that I'm currently living in as mm-hmm. an investment property. The way he looked at buying this house was not, I'm going to live here for 10 years. He's, he thought, I'm going to live here for maybe five years, and then I'll be able to rent it out and make money. You, I, you know, that's how I bought my condo as well. I think that's unhealthy. Why do you say that? Well, with, with home buying, it's, it's a little unhealthy because, um, well, why don't you invest in your quality of life rather than the monetary value you'll get in five years or even 10 years? Mm. Why not just in, why not invest and and have it like why well, not maybe maybe the best people are the ones who are able to check both boxes. Well, well, okay, but just don't go into them. Like my brother hasn't done anything to this house. Like I mean, there's nothing. Well, it, it was like a new property. It it's was a, like a new right, but none, none of the walls are painted in this house. That you know, there's no like there's very few pictures hung on the walls, and it's pretty. Oh, bare. he doesn't want to make holes and stuff like he has. Yeah, like he's like he's, he's like dude, you could spackle it and like he's paint saving it. it for the for the eventually I'm gonna move out of here and he and he, the way he picked except the, for your office where you have shit everywhere. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but the way, the way I don't. But it's not painted, and because I didn't know how long I was gonna be here. But the idea that like he picked this particular house, like we he had four units to choose from, all with mm-hmm. different insides, like all with different setups. The reason we chose this one, the reason he chose this one is because the first floor, this floor that I'm on right now, has its own bedroom and its own bathroom. So it, it really makes sense for like, because we live on a college campus also, which was another uh, turning for point. For roommate situation. Right, for roommate situation. Like somebody could literally live on the first floor and like really not bother the rest of the house. Mm. You know, so it, it's, um, it, was, it was bought with that mindset. And I thought, you know... I didn't like. I, I'm like, dude, you're moving in your very first house. Like, I would have bought it so that you liked it and turned it into what you wanted. Well, so, do you do you think that he dislikes it? No. I, oh yeah. I, I, I don't know about the house itself, but definitely the area he dislikes. Mm. He's close to work, but I mean, we do live on the edge of like a bad neighborhood and a good neighborhood, like right in the middle of a bad neighborhood and a good neighborhood. So it's just this. And, and also, wasn't like he had like tons of cash to play with at the time. Like, oh, he did actually. Yeah, he put down a healthy down payment, mm. but in the in the hopes that he could sell it. Like that was the that was the point. The point was to make money later. I didn't buy my condo with the mindset that I was going to make money from it later. I bought the condo because I wanted to own something. I wanted to, to own that. To compare the situations, though, you're you're underwater. Uh huh. He he's not though. Yep. And you don't even live in your place. Well, yeah, because I had to. I had, can't, to I had to rent it. Can't out. afford it. Right, but I had to rent it out of necessity because of the lifestyle change that I made. So, so not. But to I could say not. Have, that, but I could not you, have predicted that. Like, uh, you can't predict that. Well, dude, I mean, you you're living like the the consumer lifestyle at the moment, and you're you're reformed by all means. But the the thing is, is like if you were to approach it knowing then what you know now, you would have never bought that place. You would have bought in a place like probably a third of the value. I wouldn't have bought a place. Period. Well, had I known. Yeah. So, and I'm saying like, uh, maybe it wasn't, maybe you weren't like looking forward. You're, you're thinking today, now, what's going to get me laid in this week because I have like uh, my own, whatever, whatever the situation was, 
But if you had if you had played it out in your head, maybe the BMW would have never been a thing. Maybe buying the house with a no down payment would because you would have thought like, what does the mat of three years do? Yes, and this? that's that's the investor mindset. Maybe this episode should be the investor mindset instead of what the fuck well, is so, an investor. Because so what the fuck is the investor mindset then? Then what the fuck is the investor mindset? I I just like the two asterisks and the you know the title. It of course, gets you do. me gets me excited. Sexually, obviously. Hmm. So I I don't know. Like I I don't have that. I don't have that that about me. I have like look. We talked about looking at like my Betterment account, and I told you on another episode that we uh, we did. That my my Betterment account is, you know, it's negative returns right now, mm. and I'm you know mine's very close to it. Yes, yeah, and it's like to me, I see that and go like I'm not like I know not to freak out. It's not it's not good to look at all the time, and I and I've you know, but I don't I just don't have that mindset, which is why I love Betterment so much because it was something that it, it allowed me to get into investing without investing in investing. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have to invest in the the reason I like recommending Betterment, um, is because it is such an easy move. And look, if we were going to talk about the efficiencies of efficiencies, and we can get super, it's anal easy to about get started. Things the 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 biggest gain people can get is just being in the fucking market, right? right? Like, so it almost doesn't even matter. Like, the fees could be, like, 8%. It's like, dude, at least you're in. Yeah, the barrier to entry is, is low. Yeah, so so Betterment is so easy. And, like, you know, we you the people who, who jump into Betterment and they're making money in, like, five years when they see what investing does, then you could split hairs. Then you could go to Vanguard or you could – whatever. But, yeah. So you think an investor is just someone who thinks long-term about the future? In any regard, because you can invest in a relationship, you can invest in a stock or a bond or a house or a, even a car or just a or a life situation. Like I'm investing in, you know, me moving to Colorado for for as an example. Like I'm investing in myself in that case. You know, I'm investing in. So you think that that really what it boils down to, and it's in its most fundamental element is. That it's just a person who thinks it's thinking long term about something and seeing and hoping for a payoff, whether it's monetary or not, in the future. So, so I th- I think that it is, so so yes, but it is so future focused. Like I I think like to say future focused like doesn't do it justice. Like it is so intensely future focused that like today is irrelevant. Next week is irrelevant like the next few months have very little meaning and i'll and i'll give you an example so i was working at lehman you know 2006 to obviously 2008 Mm -hmm. when when the whole thing ended and um i had investments before that i had started and i was lucky i invested in college when college all my life savings in apple I bought the thing, whatever, blah, 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 the whole story. And so I had, and that had grown significantly by the time I was in Lehman. I invested in the company itself and I was making good money. So I was investing in other things. And come the time of the crash, I had over $100,000 invested in things. And as, as I have outlined in my blueprint strategy and, and as I, I describe, I had very little in my checking account, enough to cover roughly a month's expenses mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you were putting so much towards your investments? 
Cause, cause I put everything in my investments. Yeah. I have faith in myself, my ability to earn. If I lose my, if I could have lost my job, I, I know that I will be able, I am diligent, whatever enough to, to I, I don't worry about the worst case, you know, New York blows up or something. So I have all my money in investments. I have little in my checking account. My company declares bankruptcy where, where it's like the beginning of the greatest thing. And to be really like, candid like i i did not even consider my investments it was not something that i was thinking about that uh, i had lost all this money in the crash whatever because i knew that there was no way i was ever going to sell it like that was not it was not an option on the table in my mind and i'm sure that if i was on the street and things were as like the worst it could as dire ever be. As it can get. Yeah. If it was, if it was the ultimate dire, yes, I would withdraw from it. But it was not even like the remote. I, I think I probably would have like, I, I, I don't know. I it just, I would have never have been selling it. So I, and I know that if you can wait it out, if you could just be patient, like you, you know, from the the peak to the bottom, right, was like very quickly in two thousand eight, and to from the bottom to get back to where the peak was, was 24 months. Mm-hmm. So all you had to do is wait two years, not be rash, not wig out. And I think that if you can condition yourself to look further than this today, tomorrow, this week, this month, whatever, to this like three to, I mean, I, I think five years is a good number. Because mm-hmm. I think you could literally weather anything in five years. Like, you'll be fine. It, it doesn't matter. Betterment's down today. The market's down. It's been down for the past, like, few weeks. Mm-hmm. What? Whatever. If you, There's a lot of people who email us, and they're like, um, I want to buy a house in, like, six months. Um, should I put my money in the market and invest? And I tell them no. Like, there's no re- you're not going to get any significant gains in six months. Uh, you have a chance to lose your money in six months. And if you have this tight timeline, then investing is not for you. That, that if, if I'm investing, you know, say I'm, in, say I'm in college and I have some money and uh, I want to be able to pay my student loans when I graduate, so I'm earning, I'm going to invest my money because I don't owe any student loan debt until the day I graduate. But that day or that week, I owe the money or I incur interest. I'd be really sketchy to do that because you're, you're talking about a definitive date and time, which could have been in September of 2008. Or it could have been in September of 2007. Then it would have been great. And then the fact that you have this tight timeline, the specific date or whatever, really restricts your ability to, if that's a bad time, then you need to wait. Mm-hmm. And what about college? You're investing in college. That's investing in yourself, mm. right? Def- yeah, definitely invest in yourself. I mean, that's, that's huge. And it's a future thing. So why do people mm. go to college? Because I guess over time they're going to earn they, – they are assuming they're going to earn a lot more money than they would if they didn't have a college education. Right. And I, I, guess, that's, I guess that's really what it is, is the idea that if you – like that makes sense. I mean, investing is you know, a long-term thing. That's what did the, the I don't know what does the word even mean? Do we even know? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. But you know what I'm really curious hmm. though is 
Um, there, there's like a lot of excuses. Uh, what, what or why, um, makes you be like so focused on like today? Like I, I'm just, I'm just not that. Like I, well, I was gonna I, ask but you I know same, you're more like that. I was gonna ask you the same thing, but vice versa. So I was gonna say, what makes you think long term? How did that get instilled in you? Um, you know, I I don't want to say like I'm a schemer because I think that sounds like bad. I don't do like bad things, but I I understand that like, you know, for example, I mean, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. In college, I was in a fraternity, right? In the beginning. And we didn't we didn't really haze. Like we were just like a nerd fraternity. We played like Mario Kart shit. Mario Kart. But uh we, we Yes uh, sir, may I have another? <laughs> may, yes, sir, may I have another uh corn dog, please. <laughs> I, I like how Matt you can't I, see Yeah, you can't see it. He's he's pushing his pushing. non-existent glasses <laughs> onto his face. And he's been doing this all day when he makes the impression. <laughs> I wish I had suspenders. I'm like, Bleh. adjust my suspenders you know like uh i i get this i get this oh so fraternity right right so you start and you're you're like nothing you're doing i lived in the fraternity house and so i was like cleaning dishes and i was just like we didn't haze but i had i had no no, you were too busy cleaning dishes (laughs) I I, i i had no like priority benefits like the, the the senior guys get to choose their rooms yeah. and blah 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 and all this stuff their their jobs which could be like you know making sure other people do their jobs and shit and then like you eventually you basically you you get you, in there you put as in the a time. nobody right you put in the time and you earn your keep and when you start you're doing shit work and you could wallow in the shit and like sometimes i mean one of the jobs is cleaning the bathrooms and we had three bathrooms and we had parties like yeah, that well, you, it was a book club, not a party. <laughs> to clean the bathroom when we had a party. Like, there would be, like, well, like, I would say, like, over 200 people. And, like, that bathroom got mileage. Okay. And, yeah. So, and I've done it before. And it was, yeah. But uh, the, the thing is, is, is you, you could either wallow in that, you know, and, yes, it sucks when you're doing it. But you could also, instead of the wallowing, you could look to say, like, well, in three years... I'm going to be the cackling motherfucker watching these other dudes clean the bathroom. And uh, I'm going to get all the benefits of... And the same thing happens with stock or, you know, if if you get a job and you start at, at a low, non-sexy position and then you eventually, you know, earn your way to be a manager or a team lead or whatever. And I guess I just was always focused on on that that later... What I, what I want to achieve, not what I have today. All right. So the word invest in, in, in general as a verb uh, is to put money to use by purchase or expenditure in something offering potential profitable returns as interest, income, or appreciation in value. Now, fine. But the word investor might have a different. So actually, I have the definition up. Go ahead. An investor is a person who allocates capital with the expectation of a financial return. The type of investments include equity, debt securities, real estate, currency, commodities, derivatives, such as put and call options, etc. 
The definition makes no distinction between those in the primary and secondary markets. So not, not really long-term focus. They're saying you buy something with the expectation of future returns. Yeah, because you talk about like somebody like a day trader who's an investor. They invest in something so that they can just immediately make money in the like near future. Yeah, but, but I feel like that it's that's like more gambler than Yeah, any. I would just say I would assume too, it's a gambler. Mm. And that's what I would that's what I would say. I would agree with how, that. Day to day like how can I mean uh, if you're looking at like say Apple stock, there's nothing that's changing Dram- day to day with the company. Yeah. You know, like they, they have the release cycle, which is one to two, maybe three times a year. And you don't get much news in between. There's, they're not like, so day to day, Wednesday to Thursday, the value is arbitrary. Hmm. I think we covered this pretty well. This, this was a sufficient Andrew Rant episode. Where I just yelled into the mic. You didn't <laughs> yell. I think they did pretty well. I, I guess, I guess here, the, the, the one thing. That, that I need to convey, I guess, just to, to, to summarize, is that if you want to invest, you should adopt an investor mindset and you should put a timeline in your head of like five, like you put in $100, that $100 is not withdrawable for five years, right? And um, the, the date, five years, it's not five years to the day. Maybe it's four years and three months. Maybe it's six years and not, you know. So long-term and flexible timeline. Okay. I like it. And, and if, look, if you're looking to five years, right? So you put $100 in today and, and you're waiting to five years. What difference does it make what Betterment does at year point five? Year two, year four, doesn't matter because you're not doing anything with it right. until you're, you know, at the end. All right. Cool. Um, I'm gonna wrap things up. If you guys have questions about this and the whole mindset thing, and if you agree or disagree, or like, let us know. Go to uh, send us an email. Listen, money matters at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you like the podcast, and I hope that you do, Andrew hopes that you do as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you? I, I do. I was assuming. You, I didn't know. I mean, I wasn't sure. No, I usually, usually I hope that you hate the podcast because that's really what gets me off. Yeah, but. sure. <laughs> uh, so subscribe to us when whatever podcast app you listen to, whether it's iTunes, which would be great because iTunes makes us climb the chat, beat uh, Susie Orman, which we've recently done. Mm. Yes. Which is nice. Nice little, nice little look at it in the morning. Uh, also... If you like the show enough, leave a review. We've been getting a lot of great reviews recently. And if you leave a review and you send us an email letting us know your username or what, whatever your review was, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com, we will send you a copy of uh, Mastering Mint, which is an actual PDF, not a, not a physical book. It, it's not a clear. PDF like you'll find elsewhere. It's 20,000 words. And pictures. And, and pictures. And it looks like a, it's formatted. It's, it's been formatted like a, like a book, yes. Yeah, like it is It is like the end-to-end guide of Mint. Yeah. How to just... And we have some other stuff we could yeah. send along to. And, you know, we like just collecting uh, your emails. And we like reading what you guys have to say. So that'd be great. Uh, I mean, we collect your emails because it, it's really lucrative to sell, sell it to yeah, to sell. Yeah. yeah, we sell it to the, just, uh, to the Democratic Party, the, the, the Republican Party, the Independent Party, uh, the Tea Party. We sell mm-hmm. it to... Uh, who else... The Dinosaur Club. The dinosaur Club, right. Yeah. 
That, that's a thing. The Dinosaur Club. Ooh, I'm part of the Dinosaur <laughs> Club. <laughs> Our fraternity is going to the Dinosaur Club today. <laughs> We're having a... Oh yeah. I cannot wait to go to the Dinosaur Club. <laughs> Gooey. Anyway, <laughs> if we don't sell your email, no, just so no, you know, yeah. we're being we're being funny. We actually have a page on the site where we're just basically. I think that the title of the the page says particularly awesome, like listeners or readers, or whatever. Subscribe to this, this blog. What? You, you don't you don't know this, dude? I don't know this. All right, so if you go to listenmymatters.com slash start. Ah. And you, you'll, there'll, be, there'll be a paragraph where we talk about a thing. It says, subscribe for a free chapter of our book. And under the email box, it says, no spam, comma, ever. Right. And there's a link, and it says, view preview. And if you click that, it says, about email updates. And it says, particularly awesome readers may subscribe for updates to this blog. Mm. And basically, we have three rules. We will never, ever sell your email address. You'll receive no more than one email a day. And you can subscribe, unsubscribe at any time. Wonderful. Mm. Leave I a just re- didn't, I didn't, no, like I didn't talk enough this episode. That's, no, it's fine. Leave a review, and I'm going to read a review from Sabinator from the United States. Best podcast ever, five stars. Seriously, this should be something you listen to every day. Everyone can relate to Matt, Andrew, or one of the many guests that they've had. If you have a question, just email them. Their responses are fast, and if you ask and if you ask a question, they will respond in a very detailed email. If you don't care about personal finance at all, you should at least listen to these guys for a good laugh. They are good at, about releasing a show every day or each and every day, and they should charge for this. Well, <laughs> we're not going to do that, but well, we'll see. One day, every episode will be five thousand dollars. Five yeah, five thousand per episode. Five thousand per episode. If you're still questioning, don't. Go listen, and after you realize the awesomeness of this podcast, go subscribe and leave a review. Spread the word so that Matt and Andrew can keep this going. That Thanks, man. is an amazing review. Man or, yeah. or, 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 or woman, uh, Sabinator, thank you so much for that. Go to our website, listenmoneymatters.com, and check out our toolbox at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox for all of the tools that we recommend. Uh, we've mentioned Betterman on the show today. That is in there. We've mentioned Mastering Mint. That is also in there. And a bunch of other stuff that you guys will like. Tools, software, apps, whatever you call them. Credit cards. I like apps. I like appetizers. I'm hungry. Mm, especially at uh, Applebee's oh. after 10 p.m. Okay, wait a minute. Funny you should say that. Don't you think they should be called appetizers? Well, dude, uh, I think you need to reach out to the Thank marketing you. guy because Thank that you. actually that that could that is yeah, that's like, isn't it? Re- I, how look, I've said this for years. I'm like, I'm at obviously, Apple. Obviously, not too important. Oh people. no, not just to the waitress at Applebee's. <laughs> I'm like, how come they don't call? It? I'm like, it's like a Jerry Seinfeld joke. I'm at Applebee's. Why don't they call it appetizers? What's the deal with these appetizers? <laughs> and then the waitress is like, uh, "Excuse me, sir, are you like Jewish?" <laughs> they're like, they're say, uh, "I used to, I used to drink, I used to drink underage at Applebee's." Really? Because I tried it. I thought it was pretty difficult for me. Well, it's pretty easy when you drive to New York and get a fake ID from Connecticut and then come home and <laughs> you kind of know the waitress and you're like, "I'm from Connecticut and I've been coming here for two years." Like. <sighs> 
<laughs> That's crazy because I went to high school with you, but yeah. okay. I guess you're 21. I don't understand. I mean, your license clearly says you are. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to get apple tizers and a couple of uh, tall brews. Dude, that is a thing. Apple tizers? I'm telling you, what? I'm using that, like, in my real life. Like, it would be, well, well, okay, because I guess it could be, like, appetizers that are featuring apples, right? Because you could, and now it's the fall, and you can have, boring. like, an apple tizer, you know, apple, apple, uh, you know, slices and maybe some caramel or some peanut butter. Maybe an apple teeny. Well, you could have it with an apple, you could pair it nicely with an apple teeny <laughs> from Applebee's. <laughs> Anyway, I'm just saying, appetizers, they should call it on the menu. Just saying. Applebee's, if you're listening, or if anybody works for Applebee's in the marketing department, hire me as a consultant. It's $200 that was, an hour. That was basically a bomb you just dropped on them right Boom. There. Boom. Winner. <laughs> I, this is why I get paid the big bucks in marketing, because I know I, this is the things that I think about all day. Oh, that's great. I actually didn't realize you got paid. <laughs> oh, I got paid. I get paid the big bucks, my friend. Big bucks. Anyway, guys, thanks for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode later, Andrew. Later, man. Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>